Shalom, everybody. This week's parsha is parsha Toldot. From now on, the main character in the Torah is Yaakov, Jacob, our patriarch. Please don't forget to subscribe. We want to get a hundred subscribers. And Chodesh Tov. We wish everybody a happy and healthy new month of Kislev. Hanukkah is coming up soon. One of the most troublesome questions that everybody has asked me, and it's also bothered myself, is that we find a family feud in this week's parsha. Rebecca, Rivka, wants the blessings to go to Yaakov, but Isaac, Yitzchak, wants to give the blessings to his firstborn son, Esav. The question is very simple. Was really Yitzchak so naive to know, not to understand that who was the true deserving person of the blessings, Yaakov, and not Esav? Because ultimately we see that through God's help and Rivka's understanding, Yaakov gets the key to the blessing, is the true heir, heir of Avraham and Yitzchak. Esav, on the other hand, is Ish Sadeh, is a person, is a warrior, he's in totally, totally doesn't care about Worship of God. Like he says, when Yaakov buys his firstborn rights, he says, I'm going to die. Who needs this firstborn priesthood? So why in the world Yitzchak is such a godly, he's one of the founders of the nation of Israel, he's such a great prophet. He didn't have the simple understanding that the understanding that Rivka had to be on the same page as her. And why does it have to go that Yaakov has to be so deceiving and deceive Yitzchak to get the first round bites? Why didn't Yitzchak have the simple understanding to give it to him like he really did deserve? And the answer is very important. Why did Yitzchak want to give the blessings to Esav, his oldest son? Is because Yitzchak understood like later we find that there are certain people that are much, much more prone to being successful in earth, earthly pursuits, in business, in materialism. And just like later we find that King David was the warrior that was able to unite the nation of Israel and build, send, send the foundation, set the foundation to build the, the temple of God, Solomon's temple in Jerusalem, he, and we find one of Jacob's children was very, very, very great businessman. He was great with success in an earthly, like Zebulun. Zebulun. Yitzhak's idea was like this. He understood that Yaakov is a very simple and studious, intellectual son. Yaakov belongs in the academia on the other hand, he knew Esau is a man of action, is a person that loves to be outdoors and productive and deal with the outside world. So Yitzchak's master plan was that, hey, these two twins are really two sides of the coin. We'll give all the money-making and battling the enemies of God, the military and business um, part to Esav. That's his jurisdiction and that's his responsibility. That's why he needs the blessing. On the other hand, 
Yaakov is just going to be teaching the Word of God. He doesn't have to worry about the burdens of making money and battling against his enemies, those um, evil people that want to harm the uh, children of Yitzchak. But Rebecca, Rivka knew better. She knew that unfortunately Esau was obsessed in this world. He didn't care about the next world. He wouldn't share his prophets. He wouldn't protect his brother Yaakov. He was so indulgent that on the day that Avraham died, he almost fainted. Yaakov had to pour the food down his mouth. From there, Rivka, as a mother, women have an extra understanding to know their children much better than the fathers. Bina, Kabbalistically, women... Rivka saw into the soul of Esav. She saw that this person is so corrupt because all he cares about is today and he gets so, so exhausted in his pursuit of materialism and pleasure and self-indulgence that he almost destroys himself. He would never support Yaakov and share his prophets. That's why... Rivka had to trick her husband through the help of Yaakov into giving the blessings. Now ultimately this plan did come to fruition later through the children of Yaakov because Yaakov had a son Yisachar which all of the children of Yisachar were the smartest PhDs. They became the chief justices of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish Supreme Court. They were, And they had a brother that was an excellent merchant. He would share all of his profits half and half with his brother Yisachar. Unfortunately, this partnership did not come to fruition in Yaakov and Esav. That dream and hope that Yitzchak had that Esav would be a Davidic and Zebulonic figure Rivka knew that that would never happen. It's an impossibility. And ultimately, Yaakov had to take on two roles, both being the intellectual, spiritual leader of the world and both being that materialistic businessman. He had to deal with Lavan, being that person that has to deal with all the burdens of making money, protecting himself, dealing with very, very unreasonable and very, very trickery, the trickery of Lavan. So that's what we have to learn. As a Jew, when Yaakov got the blessings, we have to both, we cannot be in our ivory tower. As Jews, we have to work, we have to be involved in this materialistic world, but infuse it with ethical behavior, and may Hashem truly help us to come to the day where there will only be peace amongst brothers and no family feuds and peace in Israel. Amen.